Thanks for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. We're doing a money show today. We're talking about money principles and ideas. We've got a great show for you. And as always, we hope to make the next 30 minutes a very good investment of your time. Today's show is brought to you by GEICO Local Office, car and homeowner's insurance for the 805. You could save up to 15%. Call Greg Mock of GEICO Local Office, 805 487 7847. Michael Anderson, Chief Investment Officer at Maranatha Financial. Due to industry regulations, he will not discuss any of Maranatha's investments on this program. All opinions expressed by participants on this program are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Maranatha Financial or its affiliates. For more information, visit Maranatha.com. It's time for Big Money in the 805 with your host, Michael Anderson, bringing you a feature interview, a local nonprofit spotlight, and some financial wisdom. Get local and relevant information for the 805. For show notes and more information, go to maranatha.com. And now, here's your host, Michael Anderson. Welcome to the show today. I'm here with Tom Spence in studio. We're talking about money. We all have questions about money. It does not have to cost a lot to get answers, and you don't need to have $100,000 or more to really speak with someone and get some help. We all have questions. We all need answers. So I encourage you to kind of dig in. When you're getting serious about getting serious with your money, you want to find some answers. But a lot of us like to live in this idea that, uh, you know, ignorance is bliss for a while. If I really pull the carpet up, I'm, I'm afraid of what I might see. I'm not ready to dig in. For many of us, that's kind of where we like to live. But uh, at some point, we need to face the music. You need to dig in and ask some questions, seek some answers, and try to start making progress. And one of the things about managing your cash, which is one of the first topics we're going to get into, one diet that I went on a long time ago, uh, the guy said, write down everything you eat, literally everything from a tic-tac on up. And I think to manage your cash, a lot of people just, you could see them just start with the bills, with the day-to-day expenses. I think cash management really gets into, from the ground floor, a very difficult concept for a lot of people. Oh, that's well said. I mean, cash management, it can mean a lot of different things. You hear the word and you're like, what, what is cash management? Do I, <laughs> what exactly are we talking about here when we say that cash management? And I'll give you a few examples of how I look at it as a financial planner, but it's just the idea of, do you know your net worth? You know, do you know how much money and assets that you actually have? And onto that cash management is also, are you tracking your current income? Are you tracking your expenses each month? At least on a rudimentary level, do you know what those are? And are you actually spending more than you're making? Are you having a little left over? And, and so this is part of cash management. And some people, they have more cash you know, sitting in a savings account or a checking account. And then they have the question of knowing, well, am I, what's the return that I'm getting on this savings account? Are the big banks, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase Bank, are they giving me enough interest on my account? And a lot of them are not. What are the other options we can use to put some of that money? In addition to that, we talk about the idea of projecting in the future what, what is your income going to be later? And what are your expenses going to be later? So all of those little things go into what I like to call cash management. And I think a lot of us have questions that we don't ne- really know the answers to in that space. 
where you can kind of talk to someone to try and figure out, am I, am I doing a good job with my cash management or should I try and seek some help? Or should I try and get a little bit of help with regards to this cash management stuff? You know, it's funny because I get asked this a lot from people, Spence. People say, Mike, how much should I be spending each month? What's the average? What's the rule of thumb that, of how much I should spend each month? And it's really not a fair question because everyone's different. It's a function of how much money you make, your income you make, but also your lifestyle that you like to live. The funny thing, too, is that we, a lot of us get it wrong. And I say that because we're living this life of, you know, just having fun and, and living for today what it should be. When they, when they ask me that question, how much should I spend each month? My answer is, is you want to save until it hurts. Okay. Save until it hurts and then play with what's left. Save until it hurts, play with what's left, not the other way around. Many of us do it the other way around. We play <laughs> until it hurts and we save what's left. Unfortunately, there's just not much left. When I see a lot of, uh, especially youngsters, go up to something like Starbucks and they buy a cup of coffee with a debit card, I'm guessing they're not tracking their expenses really well. When we were youngsters and you'd go to the store and write a check, a lot of people would balance on site. So you really, back then, had a good idea of what you were spending. I'm not sure, especially with more of the, the millennials and maybe the uh, younger boomers, that they're managing and watching their expenses that closely. Yeah, it's tricky. You, they're probably not. And the good thing with those debit cards and credit cards nowadays, a lot of people will go online. And when you're using those vehicles, you can see where the money went. The 17 so you, Starbucks that yeah. you bought in the last <laughs> right. two weeks. But do you reconcile that, mm -hmm. right? Do you sure. reconcile where you're spending your money with how much you're earning? And is that is that really bringing you joy? Like, is that where you want to be spending your money? And a lot of us live fast and loose. We don't really think about it much. We just kind of go live. And then well, what's left? What did we actually do here? If you're doing it well, you know, you're saving. You have an emergency fund. You have no debt. You're saving for retirement. You know, you're building your assets. That is how you do it well. For anyone getting started or anyone that's established, like that, that's the good sign. If, if you, you have an emergency fund in place, you don't have debt, you've saved for retirement and you're continuing to save for retirement, building wealth and acquiring assets. Maybe it's home, maybe it's real estate. That's where we want to get to. A lot of people are struggling with that. And, and the point that I'm making is, is you can get help. If you are struggling and say, well, where do I go next? How do I make sense of where I'm at right now? These financial puzzle pieces, I want to put them together, don't even know where to start. How do I do it? That's where a little plug here for me is that you want to come talk to someone like me. You want to find a fee-only financial advisor. If it's not me, you can find another one at NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A.org. You can find a lot of them in there that you, you can go talk with them. And, and a good one will give you a free initial consultation just to say, hey, here's what's on my mind. Does it make sense for us to have a relationship and work together? And how much would that cost if we did? And so that's, that's what I promote to a lot of people. But one more plug we'll make here, Spence, is on Tuesday, June 12th, uh, Tuesday, from 11 to 1 p.m., 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., I'll be at Social Tap. So anyone that wants to stop by, come on to Social Tap. I'll be there. I'm going to have a few other uh, friends there as well. Uh, Tom Spence, you're going to come join us for a little while. And just come, if you have any questions, want to meet Tom Spence, come on over, ask a question. We can just, we can just chat 
It's a very, very, what's the word I'm trying to say? There's very friendly. There's very no obligation. And it's beautiful too. Boy, you just go in there, you know, maybe you'll have a taco and uh, take a walk on the beach afterwards after you talk to Mike. And it will be, uh, it's, it's such a nice place to go. Anyway, why not join us and have some fun on Tuesday? That's, uh, that's it. So Tuesday, June 1st at Social Tap. We're going to be there from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can come on in and, uh, and have a great time. Good food. And I love that place, by the way. Social Tap is just... Ambiance is killer. It's just so casual and easy, like you say. And it's, what, uh, 50 yards from the beach? Yeah, it's just... very, very close. Half a block. South Beautiful. Seaward, that little... Mm-hmm plot of land. What they're doing there is great. South Seaward, uh, they got Dukes. They've got the fish and chips place. It's right next to the beach. I was walking on the beach this morning, early this morning, and I found like eight pieces of sea glass. It's a lot of fun to just walk on the beach uh-huh. and kind of kind of comb the sand and, and find a little bit of sea glass. It's kind of a fun little thing. A lot of people get great joy from just going out and the Zen walking the beach. Look what I found. <laughs> now let's go, if we can, from cash management to investment management. Where do you start with that? And and what is an investment? Yeah, investment management. So, you know, when we're talking about investment management, we're thinking about things like real estate. So buying a home or a vacation home might be a business or an income property. Um, It might be your brokerage accounts or other assets that you have. But the questions that we look at here is all, all of us, for the most part, want to buy a home someday or we want to buy more real estate if we already have a home. And we think this is a good asset. Historically, this is a good asset to have. And I agree. You know, so but oftentimes there's a smarter way to do that mm-hmm. rather than the harder way where you pay a lot more. So you can try try to work toward that in whether it's acquiring more assets, uh, more real estate or, or, or being able to acquire it faster. There, there are little ways you can do that. In addition to that, we're saying, do you have a, like a written plan? You know, we'll, we'll help you produce a written plan and we'll also help you implement that plan or actively manage that plan. So investment management, that's kind of where we look at in terms of in terms of that. And a couple of things I'll mention as well with investment management. Some people say like, Mike, how do how do I get started? Or I have a few old 401ks from my job I used to have. I have a few IRAs that are out there. I don't even know where they're at, but what, what should I do with those? And, and it's, real, it's real simple. The, the thing that I've been really uh, enjoying right now is this, uh, this approach where you, it's a robo-advisor, a robo-tool. So with those, what they've done is they've, they've really lowered the cost to be able to have a very good investment, but you've lowered the cost where it doesn't cost a lot. So you can Google it. You can look up robo-advisor or hybrid robo-advisor, and you'll find that that's a very low-cost way to do it. And I'll describe the one that I use. So my, my website that I set up is allocationlink.com, and I've partnered with Betterment. And I've also partnered with Goldman Sachs to provide a, a very slick, uh, low-cost investment approach. Uh, they're using exchange-traded funds, which are ETFs, I'll have to describe that a little bit. So ETFs is, is something that's just, it's diversified. So you, you you own a lot of different things. It's not highly concentrated in one investment. It's low cost, it's tax efficient, and you have a defined strategy when you're using ETFs. So a lot of jargon there, but that's, that's the approach is to use those ETFs as a very good vehicle. In addition to that, what they're doing with these ETFs is, is they're saying, uh, we want to, we want to, match what the market performance is. And if it's possible, we want to outperform what the market's doing. So it's 
tricky to do that and difficult to do that. But uh, I'll describe an approach that, that Goldman Sachs came up with called active beta or smart beta. Have you ever heard of this before? I don't know what active beta, alpha beta, <laughs> I knew in the old days. <laughs> good is, good grocery is, store back yeah, in the day. What is active beta? So a- active beta, it's active beta or smart beta principles. It's kind of this transparent rules-based strategy that goes beyond just buying uh, just buying the S&P 500 index because we're trying to outperform that. And the rules-based strategy with active beta that uh, Goldman Sachs came up with that we're able to get has four four metrics that they use. So the first one is they're saying we're looking for we're looking for companies that are a good value. What they mean by that is it's undervalued. So when you think about it, um, like if you go shopping and you find a garage sale, and you're saying, hey, this is, a, this is a sweet item that's for sale and I know the value on it's like $300, they're selling it for 20 bucks. Like they're, they're just, it's a, it's a garage sale. They're just selling it way under value. You kind of get excited because you know you're getting a good deal. Well, it's the same thing with a big company. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to screen and look for good value when it comes to a stock. So that's the first approach. And the second approach is this idea of strong momentum. So they're looking for companies that have performed well and done a good job and will likely continue to perform well and do a good job. So that's the second part is we're looking for momentum, companies that have momentum and will continue with that momentum. We want to ride that. We want to continue. Okay, the third thing that they're doing with the active beta strategy, and again, this is a goal through Goldman Sachs in in my partnership with Betterment that we offer at allocationlink.com. It's low cost. It's very easy. There's no minimums to get in there and do this, but you can go to allocationlink.com to learn more. Um, So talking about the strategy, the first two are good value, strong momentum. The third one is high quality. And what they say by high quality is just companies that are efficiently generating profits over time. So these are good companies that have performed well. We, we have reason to believe they're going to continue to perform well, mm-hmm. uh, high quality. And then the fourth one is low volatility. Volatility is just, does the stock price go up a lot and then down a lot and then up a lot and down a lot? That makes us uncomfortable when we see that. So if it, if it doesn't go up a lot or down a lot, and rather it's a low volatility stock, then, then that, that scores a little higher. So those are the four metrics described in the Goldman Sachs active beta ETFs that are being utilized in my partnership with them. Uh, you can find more at allocationlink.com. So if we're looking at investment management, I think there's, and we've talked about this before, both uh, on the side of the show and during the show, it seems like there's there's three people out there. And there might be the person that says, I want to be a big part of this. I want to go over every single thing I might be investing in and I want to know. Then the other person might say, you know, I, I would really like to you know, just kind of have an idea of what we're doing here, and then you take care of the rest. And then somebody on the third level might say, I have X amount of dollars each month here. How do we know who to, if you're vetting somebody, to know that you're going to be careful and secure? And where do you see most people in the community? Uh, are they hands-on or are they uh, back away and, uh, and just saying you do your job for investment? Those are good questions that, you know, a lot of folks will try and say, I, I just I want you to do the job. I'm hiring you because I don't know this stuff. I don't really have an interest to want to know it a whole lot more. 
but I feel comfortable with you, so I'm hiring you to do the job. Uh, now, now let's go do it. And you know, they'll read their statements and see that, and, and that might be as far as they go. Some people don't. I mean, that's definitely what they should do, right? <laughs> some people <laughs> don't even open the envelope. So some people don't even open the envelope, and that's okay. You know, I mean, to an extent, mm-hmm. that's okay because because you're gonna if you have an advisor that that you like, that you trust, that you have a relationship with, you know, hopefully you're seeing them or talking to them like once a year uh, at a minimum, right? And and if that's the case, that's the time to kind of just be able to ask, well, where are we at? How how are we doing? You know, and mm-hmm. and what what should we be doing? Uh, and that's that. Those are kind of the things you would just want to touch at a minimum. And for folks that want to just delegate that and have someone they like, someone they feel good about, someone they trust to to work with their investment account, that's a good place to start. Okay. If you're going to dig in and try and figure out, well, well, let's shop here, right? Let's what what's the best price we can find? What's the best growth that we can find? We do we want to try and find something that has high growth? And oftentimes people miss this. Well, what about what about taxes? You know, is there is there a strategy where we can minimize our taxes? And nowadays there is because this, with technology you can do tax loss harvesting. A lot of people don't even really understand what that is. I'll try and describe it here. I'll I'll mm. attempt it, Spencer. You can you can tell me if if it's working. So, <laughs> tax loss harvesting. What is tax loss harvesting? So, tax loss harvesting, if you have an asset that has went up in value, and then you have another asset that's went down in value. Let's just say you sell the asset that went down in value. In essence, that's harvesting the loss. Let's say you bought it for $100, went down to 70, and you sell it at 70, where you've harvested a $30 loss. Okay, now you can, that loss, you can offset with any gains. Let's say you, you bought another one at 100 and went up to 130. Well, you sell that one, the, the gain of 30 and the loss of 30, they offset. And now yeah, you're in a position where you, you don't have a taxable situation. Now, I'm not a tax person, right? But some of the things that happen inside the account automatically now with technology make it very favorable, where if you don't have an account that's doing tax loss harvesting, you're in essence, you're, you're missing out on, on you know, some, some gains or some money that you would otherwise have if you have tax loss harvesting. So uh, that's a very cool feature that we're seeing come out and uh, be utilized more. And, uh, and that is definitely part of the strategy that we have at allocationlink.com and the partnership with, with Betterment. Also to mention, getting a little long-winded on this, but also to mention there's Goldman Sachs partnership, a Vanguard partnership, very low cost, and then also a socially responsible some people want to say, I want to invest in socially responsible. We have a partnership with socially responsible investing portfolio as well. So there's a number of good strategies to be looked at. And um, again, that could be tobacco, alcohol, just something that you might not right. want to be involved with, that you wouldn't be comfortable with. But there are still many opportunities out there uh, for people to feel comfortable both with uh, what they're going to get out of the investment and that they're in what they consider a just company. That's yep. nice. That, that, but that's nice to know because a lot, of, a lot of people might say, I'm against this. What do you mean I have half my retirement in that? So, you know, this is important <laughs> for people. And especially these days, I think the level of that, uh, that awareness has increased a lot. 
It, it really has. I see it a lot where, and people are surprised because they don't know where their money's at. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they may, they may be pounding their fist on the table saying, Hey, I don't, I don't support this idea of, of guns and tobacco Maybe and oil defense. drilling, fracking, whatever. It could be, could be a number of Anything. different things, but whatever it is, I mean, nowadays you kind of have a platform to be able to uh, express your opinion, put your money where your mouth is, mm-hmm. right? You, you have that heart. ability and yeah. your heart. Yeah. That is well stated as well. Well, that's good. So uh, we, we go from that. Now, uh, the idea of investing to me is the concept so I can retire. So as we invest, we are also looking at sort of planning our retirement. How are those two things different? Yeah, they're, they're very similar. I mean, in some ways, like through your job, if you can be putting money in a 401k, it happens automatically mm-hmm. and it's set up and oftentimes they'll match. And, and it's a very good way without even thinking you have a system that's putting money away and saving it for you. And, and it's just important if you don't have a job that does that, then you have to you know, take that responsibility on and set something up where you're automatically saving money away in an IRA with a recurring uh, withdrawal and investment. And it's easy to set that up. You can set it up with any amount that you want nowadays. You know, so you want to have something in place where you're saving money regularly. With a retirement account, you're getting some tax benefits. So whether it's uh, whether whether it's an account where you know you're you're getting a tax deduction for the amount that you're saving into that retirement account, or the type of account where where you're not getting any tax deduction now, but later when you take it out, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So there's a couple different strategies where you can really get a tax benefit for saving for retirement, and that's a, a powerful thing to get tax deferred growth and on pre-tax dollars. You know, it's nothing it's nothing wild and and crazy. It's a, it's a very a very standard, simple approach, you know, to, to have to have an IRA or have a Roth IRA and or at least to consolidate those into one where you have oversight, you know, where you have access and control uh, on what it's invested in. And you have a relationship with the person that's helping you and you have fees that are very low. So that's the goal. That's and the brilliance of that is, as you first said, cash management, if you automatically remove 10 or 15 percent from your check, the cash you have to manage is the cash you get. And it's already out of sight and somewhere else. So you don't even have that money to play with. So as it goes full circle there, uh, the idea of cash management, how much do I have to spend? Well, this is how much because you, you're you investing that into a 401k. So you don't even have that to play with. So I, I think that that's a good discipline right there. Rather than saying this week, I think I can take out just right. it's done. It does, if you do it that way, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> That's it. How often will it happen? Almost never. Yeah. But if it's just removed and you see it on your check and it's done, that is probably the, your best move that you can make. So let's continue with the retirement planning. What else do we do here uh, to plan for a good retirement? Yeah, retirement. So you're you're trying, and I get this all the time too. I'm I'm out at coffee the other morning. I'm having coffee with uh, Spencer Norin and mm-hmm. a few few gentlemen that he has coffee with regularly, and uh, and he introduces me to a few of his friends. And one's a retired TV producer, and the other one uh, is retired fire captain. Both of them great guys, and they they both. Oh, you're a financial planner. Hey, let me ask you a question. Let me, mm-hmm. you know, I have a pension decision coming up in August. I need to make a decision on this pension. And I don't, if we're being honest, I don't really know which decision I want to make and I don't know how to analyze it. And I think a lot of people feel this way to, I don't really know, am I doing it the best or not? There's a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of questioning. And so they're saying, 
but also I don't know where to go. Who can I trust? Who can I talk to about this to try and figure it out? And I said, well, that's exactly, you want a fee-only financial planner. You want a fiduciary. That's that's it. And uh, we can definitely look at your pension, look at your options, and help you decide and go through the process of figuring out which one of those is going to be best for you. The other, the other gentleman, he says, you know, I, here's my problem. He says, I, I have a problem where I handle everything. I'm getting old and I have a few health issues. What's been causing me to lose sleep over the last two weeks, what happens to my wife if I predecease her? I handle everything. She'll be confused. She'll be lost. And the financial stuff, you know, she, we need someone to handle this. We need someone to help. If I'm not able to do this, who's going to help her? I want to find that person now. And, and I said, guys, both of you guys just described exactly what I'm trying to help people with, which is financial planning, which is this idea of secession, having a secession or a legacy plan for your retirement. And that's, you want to find a fee-only plan or you want to find someone where you can have a relationship each year in and year out where it's cost you a little bit of money, but it'll help you make smarter decisions along the way. So that's that's it. That's the approach. And and in retirement, the, the goal in retirement, it's a cash flow goal. How much money are you going to have coming in? Okay. And how much are you spending? But not just today, but also what about 10, 20, 30 years down the road with inflation? Mm-hmm. Things are going to cost more. Are you going to have enough then? And how can we project what your, what your assets are going to be at that point? And will it be enough? At least we can try to project that and give you a little bit of help there to, to understand that. So that, that's the approach. But hey, before we close out, Spence, uh, one more note, uh, Social Tap Tuesday, 11 to 1, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, June 12th, Tuesday. Come come join us. Come, come meet me. Come meet uh, Tom Spence. We're going to be there. We're going to have Greg Abrams from American Pacific Mortgage there. If you have any questions about rates or mortgages, refinances, reverse mortgages, he'll be there. He's a great guy to talk to. And also, uh, we're going to have someone there from, from GEICO. They're going to be there. If you have any questions about insurance stuff or homeowners insurance, you can get a few questions. But it's very casual. We'll just be there having some tacos, hanging out, talking. We'd love for you to join us. And we'll hit all the topics here, cash management, investment management, retirement planning, estate planning, tax planning. There's a lot of planning to do. you got to make sure you do it correctly. Hey, well, that does it for our show today. Thank you for tuning in to Big Money in the 805. Special thanks to the team at Boyd & Associates providing home security to Southern California and Greg Mock from Geico Local Office. Also like to highlight our nonprofit spotlight. We did not touch on a nonprofit today, but with big thanks to Era Energy and all the work they've been doing. Uh, Era Energy powered by safety, innovation, and community. We help keep California moving forward. If you have questions about the show or questions about your financial matters, you can contact me at marinantha.com. That's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Or give me a call at 805-665-3767. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and join us again next time. Hi, this is Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. I've dedicated the past 12 years to researching different investment ideas. There are no guarantees when investing. But with a little help, you can find the right approach. I have built AllocationLink.com specifically for you. AllocationLink.com is investment management made simple, smart, and low cost. AllocationLink.com can have your account set up in less than 10 minutes. 
please visit allocationleak.com to learn more. Or you can leave me a message at 805-665-3767. Do you ever question if your investments are right for you? Do you own any annuities, retirement accounts, or have other money you want help with? Have you ever wondered what your advisor is making or how they get paid? Get a free second opinion. Talk with Michael Anderson, Certified Financial Planner. Call his answering service today, 805-665-3767. Leave a message and get a call back immediately, 805-665-3767. 